Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off the roll of a 20-sided die. I'm Jordan. And I'm Cody. Hey, Cody. Welcome back from a long hiatus. And by yeah, long, right? a month. It's, it's not that bad, but to me, it feels like forever. It does feel <laughs> like forever. And it's weird that I came back from having a baby, did one episode while I had a baby, and then we like took three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then pieced out. <laughs> like, yeah, well, there's a lot of good reasons for that. Last week was it like your fault or anything? Because I said I was going to be gone, and then I'm like, "Hey, I'm coming back a day early." Yeah. Well, and okay. So the week previous to that, really, I could have recorded, but check it out. My bed was loud enough that it was waking the baby up when I got in and out of bed. Yeah. So I bought a new bed, and what I did was I bought a king size bed, and before I had a queen size bed. Those are not the same size. So what oh. I didn't have was a bed frame. So then I got a bed. You built the bed frame, didn't you? I did build a bed frame. But the thing is, I built a bed frame in two days <laughs> whilst having a newborn. And as it happens, that's really demanding and hard to do. So I was like frantically throwing together a bed frame. And then it hit Thursday. And I'm like, yeah, this is not happening. <laughs> like, we are not recording a podcast tonight. After I yeah. was like, it was like 9.55 and I walked inside for the first time, like running boards up to my upstairs so I could try to throw together a bed frame. I remember that because Mandy was the one who texted me. He's like, yeah, I don't think Cody's going to um, record tonight. He's like, he's building a bed frame. Like, that's fine. You guys do what you got to do. You just had a baby. Yeah. I'm fine with taking a break. But, like, I honestly, like I said it already before recording, I honestly missed you and, like, missed doing the show. Oh, I definitely did. Like, and I, and I was really stressed when I was building that bed frame. It was not fun. Like, I Look. actually kind of like doing the show a little bit, maybe. Oh, I mean, I would hope so. We've been, like, doing this for a year. Yeah, not that I like you or, like, like doing this with you, but I like this podcast. I think we have a good thing going, and I think we need to keep going with it. And I think everybody who listens to it should share this with a friend, because this is a true labor of love that is created from start to finish by just us. There is no one backing us. But, actually, speaking of backing us... Um, I was going to say, what are you talking about, Jordan? There is someone you, backing but you. But you're also a self-made thing. So... In big news, before we get into our usual talks, um, I was going to do this at the end, but I'll just do it now. Uh, we are now a part of the Wandering Gamer Network, which is Cody's network of um, actual play podcasts. And I've listened to a couple of them over the last few days. And, you know, it's some really good stuff, but it's all self-made. What? <laughs> Don't give me that look. You're just you're just edging really hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> what? Wow. You're just like, you know, it's 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 you can tell they made an effort on it, and that's what's no, important. Like, wait a second, it's Jordan. Actually, it's a really good podcast. It's completely self-made. No one's backing them. They're the ones backing us. And it's a complete labor of love. It's a good network to be a part of. So now as a team, we're gonna be moving forward, we're gonna be releasing podcasts with them, and you'll be able to check us out on the Wandering Gamer Network, the thing I plug at the end of every single episode. So I want to say what? it is really hilarious because, like, obviously the the actual play podcast I do is the Wandering Gamer Network. Yeah. Um, but it was real funny to, like, 
<laughs> bugged Zach enough that he finally listened to our podcast and then decided that he liked it and was like, okay, yeah, I want to add this to the Wandering Gamer Network. So that's like the first like other podcast that we have that's going to be on the website. Uh, but then it was really funny to like watch him like send a weirdly formal email to you and then watch you have to like weirdly formally respond backwards. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> The thing is, I get that you guys are trying to be like a formal, trying to be like a real podcast network. This isn't just a bunch of like people sitting around just like doing something for fun. Like this is a real thing to you guys. So I responded to him as if I was actually responding to a network. And you know what? Like you guys are legitimate. So I'm going to treat you as legitimate always. I, I just think it I just it just made me laugh. It made but it was chuckle. really funny, like the second email where he's like, Okay, yeah, this is I'm weirding Cody out, so we're gonna talk informally now. I'm like, Okay, cool. It's like I <laughs> hate it's like I hate having to proofread my emails to people I like know personally. <laughs> right? I'm like, you guys know each other. What's like, the matter with you? <laughs> we we were lab partners at school. I know you, you know me. Why are we doing this dance? But yeah, no. So we're now a part of the Wandering Gamer Network. Anything you want to say about them or yourself? Like anything to I want to say about the Wandering Gamer Network? Yeah, to advertise. Just oh, right up front. Uh, we just recorded a special Halloween episode called ba- called Band of Bards, where um oh, everyone was a bard and yeah. they ruined my adventure because they had Featherfall. Oh my god. Okay, well. Interesting. I'm excited to actually listen to that one. They're a pretty good podcast. Everybody check them out. I'm sorry we're doing plugs right up front. Um, so anyways, my other plug will come later and will be a part of my what I've been doing. But Cody, what have you been enjoying recently? So biggest thing like recently, recently is the Penumbra podcast. The what? Which um, Penumbra podcast. It's can, like a noir podcast. Can set you use that in Mars. a sentence? Um, Penumbra, I believe, is the shadow cast on a planet by another planet. Ah. Anyways, the Penumbra podcast is a, uh, it's, it's a noir, like, detective story set on a colony in Mars, and it is very, very good. It has, like, a lot of fun, like, noir detective dialogue, you know, and, and stuff, but it's, very well produced it's like a radio drama um but i've been really hooked on that lately um and then before that i was listening to i think i've already talked to you about the first book in this series called red rising yes yeah you talked about that a while back yeah so i listened to the second book called the golden sun and i freaking hate the story it's so infuriating Red rising was the one you didn't like right i did not like it Then why would you read the second book because Jordan, I have a sickness. Anyway, yeah, clearly a disease. So I listened to the second book, and I just ah oh, man, it's just so annoying. It's so annoying, and it's so like it's one of those books where like the author wants to have clever twists, but the author himself is not that clever. So when there's a <laughs> twist in the book, it's basically just the main character loses, and because he gets tricked. Well, how does he get tricked? By getting tricked. Okay. Like, it's not suspenseful when it's totally random. You know what I mean? That sounds so bad. Like, (laughs) well, and I'm reminded of, uh, who is the guy that did, like, uh, Psycho? Um, What's that guy's name? Hitchcock. Yeah, Hitchcock. He, He does this thing where he talks about, like, if 
if you show a bunch of people sitting around a kitchen table and then a bomb goes off and kills all of them. Yes, yeah, yeah, the suspense thing, yeah. Yeah, you get like two seconds of shock. That doesn't matter. But if you show the people sitting at a table and say in 10 minutes a bomb's going to go off and kill all these people, then then it's suspenseful. Yeah. So the problem is there was only one well-set-up suspenseful moment in the book and it was so blatantly obvious. It was like dumb, dumb obvious. Like, hey, this guy's going to betray this... And it's like the main character sitting there, and one of his friends comes up and goes, "Hey, this guy's gonna betray you." And then another guy comes up and goes, "Hey, this guy's gonna betray you." And then another person comes up and goes, "Hey, you know that guy that betrayed you before? He's gonna betray you again." And the guy's what? like, "I feel like I'm safe." Like, no, you're gonna get betrayed by the betrayer. His name is basically means the betrayer, and so he's like, "I don't get it. I don't oh understand." I'm like, "Well, okay, obviously." I know what's going to happen. But every other time like something happens to him, it's not suspenseful because he just screws up. And it's not like well set up because the author's not clever enough to have set up and payoff. So it's just mm. like, oh, I'm doing great and I'm perfect. And then someone just comes in and does greater and perfecter. Okay, you, now, now because you're just they doing are. that to annoy me, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was frustrated by the book, so I'm but, a little salty about like, it. Like, straight uh, up, dude... I've said this at least 10 times on this podcast. You don't have to read every book. If you don't like something, you can put it down. That's like the thing with books is you can literally just put it down or turn it off and never have to deal with it ever again. I did quit on some books and I quit on some books. I was really disappointed in like that that were that should have been good and weren't. I was pretty mad at some books actually recently kind of man, bro. You don't have to do this to yourself. Like, well, you're, but, you're yeah, worth more than that, like, Cody. You're worth more than that. I just wanted to give it a shot, and ugh, I just if you didn't like, couldn't get. If you didn't like the first, okay, you know what? Honestly, partially, I'm a hypocrite because they can think of two things where I just didn't like, but I kept watching them because, like, he does. Like for some reason, like there's on. I'm. I don't know if someone's gonna get mad at me for saying this. On Netflix, they had all of Comedy Bang Bang, and I watched three seasons of it before I'm by like, this is crap. I cannot watch any more of this. Is that the one with that guy that like, um, he's got like the big hair, and he like yeah. plays synthesizer. Yeah, Reggie Watson, Scott Ackerman. It's just not. Yeah, fun. It's a comedy I'm... show, and it just wasn't funny. I think that's one of those things where like that happens to comedians. And like performers like that, where they get kind of like five big seasons enough. of that. Five seasons of that. I watched three before. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I mean, there's other reasons now why I don't like Louis C.K. But that that <laughs> happened with Louis. <sighs> I mean, that's just like the example that I know off the top well, of my head is like the I, thing I is, liked Louis C.K.'s stand up. I really wanted Louis to like the show sucked. Louis. I really wanted to like the show Louis, and I just I watched the it season. Just wasn't good. I watched like two episodes of the second season. I'm like, I can't. I just can't watch yeah. it. It's just awkward and uncomfortable. Is what Louis yeah, like? It's, Louis it's, was just uncomfortable. And now knowing and I mean, he does what he does, shows it's just like, like you're uncomfortable. Like, you know, Dimitri Martin, do you remember him? Yeah. Does he have a show? He he had a Netflix show for like a season that sucked that no one watched. No, because I think really if you have something, you should stick to it. <laughs> I, th- I think what it is is that comedians don't make good, like, consistent television show hosts. But Host, they just like yeah. need to stick a comedian someplace to like scrape more money out of them. So they're like, here's a TV show. You can be a good comedy writer and like make a good show, but like... 
Louis just was uncomfortable, uncomfortably awkward the whole entire time, and I just couldn't. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, just. And my thing is, like, I realized, like, a little bit late that I don't like comedy that much. Like, a lot of comedy movies, like Anchorman, everybody loves Anchorman, but I'm not the biggest fan of that. Like, I don't like a lot of comedy movies. I like some, but... Like, there are some where, I like, think... I will watch, I have them, and, like, I I love them, but I just don't think I like comedy movies. I think I like stand-up and comedy podcasts, and that's about all. I think the problem with like the modern comedy movie is they're they're too like the characters become too much of a caricature yes. to the point where it's it's not recognizable anymore. Whereas stand up is more personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree like with that. if you think about something like Ghostbusters, that is a really funny movie, right? Yeah, that movie's funny because all the characters feel like real people. Yeah, all those women were hilarious. No, not not that. That movie uh, sorry, was terrible. Sorry, I, I had to. I mean, and it's not because they're women. It was women. It was just not a good movie. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna say this, and and let me finish my thought before okay. you like get all like will, this is horrible. I will hack at you. It it like partially is that they're women that it was a problem because here's what I mean. Their character was they're women. They weren't funny women. They weren't women that had good chemistry together. They weren't clever women. It's just they're women. That's their whole character. There's nothing else. And th- that's why the movie was bad. Is because gender swapping a cast doesn't mean that your new cast has like good chemistry or is fun to do stuff with. And like being female is not a character trait. <laughs> like you you have to have better defined characters than their women. The thing <laughs> that, is that's all it had going for it. The thing is we remake these movies and we like try to like have these reboots and be like, oh hey, let's have a whole new cast or let's make a new diverse cast and like let's remake an movie that usually sucks because you're remaking something so you lose all the passion of the original because it's not an original idea it's not your baby it's not something you care about it's this thing that you took from something else so i thought ghostbusters failed because it lacked the passion it lacked the originality it lacked like the true heart of the thing is that it was this original idea made by comedy actors who really cared about this whole ghostbusters thing and now they're just like hey we can make something big and diverse at Hollywood. Let's do it. And it really didn't feel like they truly cared about that movie. It just felt like another like huge CGI blockbuster hit that's going to make a ton of money in the box office. It didn't feel like a labor of love. It really just, there was no love behind that. And it sounds stupid coming from me who always talks about how crappy the power of love is. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think it's true for Ghostbusters in this and, case. Ghostbusters but like, was really, really bad. And, like, there are a lot of remakes that have come, have come out recently where it's just like, this isn't good because the original just had so much love and so much passion behind it and was this original thing. Like, they remade Poltergeist, which is one of my favorite horror movies of all time, and they remade Poltergeist. Really? I didn't know that. And Poltergeist was so bad. The remake was so bad because it wasn't... It wasn't goofy like the original. Yeah, there are well, ghosts the other thing in too this. Is... Ha- they didn't have like it just lacked all of that. And they were trying to be super edgy and scary with it, and it's like, but the original Poltergeist was goofy and scary, and like I was truly terrified of that scene where the guy cuts his own face off. Like it just, eh, it didn't have that same. Well, passion. that's like something that's like a lot of horror movies have lost like a lot of fun lately. You know what I mean? Yeah, like. 
You think of a movie like Evil Dead, oh it, it had fun with it. Oh my gosh. Or yes, like the original Friday the 13th. Like it knew what it was doing and it's like, well, we're going to have fun with this. It's been, a, it's been a while since I've seen a horror movie where it's like, we're going to have fun with this. This is going to be stupid. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you get me. And like, I haven't seen the new Halloween yet. I heard it's great. I'm really excited to see it because, Mm. hey, dude, I'm ready for it, man. I'm ready. But like the Evil Dead remake that we saw together, I honestly really like that. I still really like that movie. Yeah, that one was pretty decent. I mean, it was pretty grisly, but I liked it. Gross, but like it literally like rained blood at one point and then... The whole's like, I will eat your soul. And she's like, no, eat this. And they like shoves a chainsaw down his throat. That was fun. It was just That it was, was good. still like this just gross, disgusting, bloody movie that still had its like moments of like, ha, look at us. We're literally throwing the guy against every single wall of this room. <laughs> it's like and we're not showing where he's getting thrown up. Hell? What? What do you say? Did you see Drag Me to no, Hell? No, I have it because that was before it came out before I actually liked horror movies. And so like oh, you I was watch actually that. scared you of the trailers. That. And yeah, it's another Sam Raimi, right? It is it is another Sam Raimi, and it feels like it. It's it's an interesting movie. I like I, I Sam Raimi, but he ruined Spider-Man. Gonna throw that out there. Whoa, no, Spider-Man one and two were decent. Oh no, no. We me and Mel recently rewatched three, and it is the worst superhero movie other than Ang Lee's um Hulk. Jordan, we're fighting. Angley's Hulk, <laughs> we're fighting. Is the best Hulk, dude. It's so melodramatic for no. It like trippy, I melodramatic and love trippy it. for no reason. It was trying to be in the style of a comic book. It has all these weird flashes of science things happening, and then it's like actually flashes of science, and then like, oh, I don't remember my past, but I do remember my past. Oh, I'm the Hulk now, and like I'm jumping across the desert. What in the world, Jordan? First of all, I want to tell you something. Would you ever hate on anime for being melodramatic? Oh, dude. No, it is when part I t- of the genre. I mean, we're already deep into this episode, but when I talk about the stuff I've been doing recently, I will then basically eat my hat on that because I will say I enjoy it. My point is, for- melodrama is fine. It's fine. The first Hulk movie was melodramatic. Second of all, stylistically interesting. It was. It was. It, all right. It was better than The Incredible Hulk. And. And finally, I'm going to say this for the Ang Lee Hulk. Oh, my gosh. What's that guy's name? Uh, Nick Nolte? Oh, my Dude, Nick Nolte is great. Regardless of what people say, Nick Nolte it's was great so in that movie. so insane. <laughs> he just looks so nuts. That one scene where he's just like, he's like talking and then just goes, blah, 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 is the funniest thing ever. It's like, like he's trying to be like crazy and weird, and he literally just goes that 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 that, and like shakes his head and like like throws a little mini tantrum, and it's so just like, what am I watching? But at the same time, it's like this is good? Question mark. I think like I don't remember what he says where he's like penetrating God's boundaries, and I'm just like, yeah, this is this is great. I love Nick Nolte. Nick Nick, Nick Nolte is Nick Nolte's fun. He's fun. I want to I want to memorize his monologues from that movie just so I can scream insane sounding things. <laughs> you know what I mean? That that's my future goal. I just want to be that crazy someday. I'll I'll say that like I I did enjoy Hulk when I saw it. Let's just say that. But I also saw it as a kid and I enjoyed everything I saw as a kid. Right? Loved everything I watched. But anyways, are you all done with your what you've been watching and doing recently? I've been watching a lot of Venture Brothers oh, recently. Dude. It's an amazing show that everyone should watch. I'm done. Okay. Jordan, tell me what you've been watching. Okay, so 
you know, this is just going to be a super long episode, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. I don't have a child here. It's cool. We should just, you know, record as long as you want. I can't I can't tell if you're being serious or sarcastic, but I I'm gonna take serious and just record as long as I want. Good. Okay, so so first, because you did that voice, that reminded me of the first thing I saw, which was the movie Venom. And I liked it. How was that? I liked it because it was ridiculous and dumb and it's, no, that's good. That's what it's it needed one you to be. go it in and you're stupid. not supposed to take it seriously because it's Venom was this super like grim, dark edgelord character, and that's so dumb. And seeing this movie, I liked it because it did some of those things, but was also funny about it. Like it knew that it was grim, dark, and dumb, and like Venom and Eddie have like a bromance, and it's great. And the villain is just this like corporate yuppie d-bag and just it's 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 good i would say it's worth watching because like you might you're gonna like watch it be like oh this is like just okay not bad or good but like i i enjoyed it me and Mel, like i went into it like expecting to hate it be like oh this is just gonna suck and i came out I was like that was fun i i really I, I had a lot of fun with that so i i would recommend it but just go in with no expectations because it shouldn't have any <laughs> and still better than Justice League. Everything's better than Justice League. Well, so is anything, but well, okay. yeah, you know. So that is the first of my thing, and then um, the season three of Fully Coley ended, and it was it was good. So Fully oh, Coley, I still haven't caught up on that. A series, I think, right now is over. I think what they did with season three was a lot better than what they did with season two. Like I said before, it was a lot more slice of life. They did a lot more paying attention to the individual characters, like actually like fleshing them out as human beings. And it was so instead of this time being about like 13, 14 year olds, it's about um, 17 year olds who are about to graduate high school. And just that was like a time of my life that I still remember like greatly in good detail and so like it did really resonate with a lot of the feels like oh graduated and then not knowing what you're going to do with the rest of your life and like knowing that you need to go off to college but then not wanting everything anything to change and like trying to hold on to that so it focuses on a lot of those themes which i really appreciated and was a lot more realistic than season two and still had like the alien fighting and things coming out of people's heads so I would recommend season three way more than season two, but definitely watch them all. What I want to do is go back and just like one weekend, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Friday, watch all the original Saturday, watch the second season and then Sunday, watch the third season and it just, and just see what I think overall. But like, I, I really did enjoy the um, third season fully coolly alternative. I, I really need to like actually give those a watch. They're, they're good. Don't expect them to be the original, especially not the second season. Well, no, and I mean that it would be bad if it was because that show is kind of it's dated. Like, you really couldn't do a second season of specifically that no. story. And like so, each it's like a like you know how the UK does things in series where like each series focuses on a completely different story but has the same theme. It has a through line, and so yeah i honestly what's kind of like american horror story of them i would say the third series was just really strong and especially coming off of the prestige of the first one like they maintained their own type of thing and they maintained very strong from start to finish and i was actually really interested in the characters and what was going to happen so so that's number 
That does sound interesting, though. But yeah, I mean, it is melodramatic, so you're wrong. You oh, come on. Okay, so speaking, of, since you mentioned melodrama, the third thing that I've been doing, and something that I'm still continuing to do, is I've been watching another anime, which is Gundam, Iron-Blooded Orphans. And it is the most melodramatic, one of the most melodramatics, other than the other Gundams I've watched, animes that I've ever watched. And I love it because it's so bad. <laughs> Well, we, the fight scenes, the mecha is great. Yeah, the story, like it's melodramatic, and there's some there's some weird stuff in it. So it's like it's they do like a kind of Game of Thrones thing where like there's these like royal families, and um, basically to combine the two families like make a strong alliance. The son needs to marry the daughter of the other family, and it's like his um, best friend's sister, and that daughter just happens to be a nine year old. And so that's a little weird. And then there is a whole um, ship in like crew of the turbines, which is this guy's whole harem. So every person who works on this ship is one of his wives or child. And that's also a little weird. But then like the episode I just watched actually kind of like explained that like a little bit more than like how they did at the beginning. It's like, oh no, it's like what, like what happened was these were women who were either slaves or like just like, poor and oppressed and he no, oh hold no, on hold on no it's fine they were very vulnerable well, hold, women so well, no, it's cool hold, that they got forced on. to marry and him. he and by <laughs> legally being married to them they got their rights and they like basically got new lives rather than being oppressed and so they like there were some who were like romantically involved but like they were allowed to just be like no i want nothing to do with you i just have the title of your wife and i'm here on your ship like as a new life so it, like part of that made sense and like they kind of turned it around but it is still very weird especially to have it a gundam anime where it's like i just want to like watch robots kill each other i don't need like this stuff happening and the last few episodes because i'm like closing on the end of this 50 episode series which i just started last week so i'm a little ashamed of myself but um dude. yeah dude i've been doing nothing but watching gundam and i still haven't beat spider-man um but yeah no so i'm closing on the end and it's starting to get like <laughs> really melodramatic and i have a feeling that they're gonna kill off like most of the main characters in the end because they're all making stupid decisions but other than that um so Gundam, I think, is the last big thing I can remember off the top of my head. And then finally, before the episode actually starts, going to plug my Twitch stream, which I've been doing a little bit more recently. I've been actually maintaining a um, an actual like scheduled time. I've been trying to do 6.30s to 8.30 on Sunday. And um, recently, like, so most times I do like an art stream where I'll like do a craft or something on stream and just hang out with the people and chat. But recently for October, I've been doing the video game um, Hellblade's newest sacrifice. Um, the one where it's, um, you're traveling through Norse times and have severe psychosis. So it's a little bit of a horror thing. And it's actually really freaking good. And the storytelling's great where it's like there's exposition parts, but they don't just like hit you over the head. And it's like, oh yeah, exposit, exposit, exposit. Like you experience things and like see and hear things through like your... Um, the voices in your head and it like explains parts of the story like and you kind of learn with the character and it's it's really good the fighting is a lot like um dark souls where it's hack and slash like you need to dodge and block but it's like you have to pretty much learn the enemy's moves as you go along and, and it's it's great and it's been a fun time on stream i've 
actually been enjoying streaming like I didn't think I would actually do. So, yeah, it's been fun. Um, and then... That game actually does sound interesting. I like games yeah, it's, like it's that. It's really good. Um, and then for November 4th and 5th, I'm going to do uh, another crafting stream where I build a Gundam model on stream. So... That's going to be fun. I'm actually going to try to detail it too so I have some of the paint and the markers. So that's going to be fun. Um, Anywho, this is not the Catching Up podcast. This is the World Building Podcast. So, do you even remember what last time was? Because I definitely do not. I I have no idea what it was. It was Horror Worlds because we were doing like back to back horror stuff. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Was was it horror? I did the. Basically, the end of my magic and science world, and you did, um, as you call it, noir and Cthulhu, the radio right. drama thing with the um, other world. Yes, that I is forget correct. what it was called, but it was good. But yeah, welcome back after a month, guys, to more horror, which is appropriate because it's almost Halloween. Jordan, roll some initiative. My, I'm doing really this horror, but well, it's it's a nightmare. Okay, so cheater, I'll, you're cheating. You're a cheater. You. I'm allowed to do a red flag. Okay, you're going first. I don't think I am. What did you roll? A two. How did I beat you? I rolled a five. Suck it, nerd. I don't know how I beat you. I rolled a five. Like that's you not beat a good me because I rolled a two, Jordan. There's like five numbers under the number five. It's what it being hey, the co- number five means. Hey, Cody. I understand you have a kid. You're getting a little testy, but don't mess with me because I'll mess you up. Jordan, I, 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 I will come there and stab you in your eyeball after reading you a horror story. Okay, dude, like, straight up, I said this to one of my coworkers. It's like, who do you think is crazier, me or you? Who do you think is actually going to do something, me or you? And he looks, he's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm like, straight up. Jordan, you're straight the softest up. person I've ever met in my life. I will knife you in the back. No Jordan, remorse. I don't believe you know how to hold a knife to stab somebody. I have... I have a bunch of knives, actually. Anyways, we're not going to talk Having about Having a bunch of knives hardly qualifies you as being hard. It almost is the opposite. Those are compensating knives. Do you have you a samurai what? sword, too? I'm going to... Uh, first of all, I do it. It's actually from Japan, and my parents brought it back as a gift. But anyways, I hate you, and you're making me seem like a loser. So I'm going to start... <laughs> I'm going to start with my world. There is no name for this thing. I'm going to do what I usually do and tell a story and try to be cool about it. But you're going to make fun of me. And then I'm going to send you a bunch of snake pictures later. So screw you. Yeah, you did send me a snake picture, Jordan. It was weird. Two. Two snake pictures. I sent also, you the one I from the really D&D funny. one. The snake Zach with asked abs. me. He's like, hey, do you think this podcast that I'm listening to is like of a PG-13? Or he's like, no, you guys have to like maintain a PG-13 rating. And I was like, are you telling me that or are you telling Jordan that? He's like, well, I'm telling you guys that. I'm like, are you telling me that because I made a bunch of jokes about Jordan having a snake fetish? He's like, kinda. <laughs> I, dude, it's not like you go into detail. It's fine. It's PG-13. Would you like me to? No! That's exactly what I want to do the opposite. You always try to, like, do this weird thing with my worlds. And I truly hate you. Well, hey, at least, you know, Jordan, I'll level with you. I don't think there's going to be snakes in either of our worlds, so it's okay. Okay. Oh, no. is there Are there snakes in your world again? I don't know, man. It's your nightmare. This is writing the nightmare of your co-host and why. Okay. You don't well, like snakes, so why wouldn't there be snakes in this world? Tell I me know, that. Jordan, I just kind of thought you wouldn't put snakes in it this time, but that's cool. 
Bro, this is my through line of all my worlds have some sort of snake in them. I noticed. I noticed. I'm that. like, yeah. I'm like Final Fantasy, but worst. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> That's real sad, Jordan. That's a real sad thing you just said. It's almost like threatening me by telling me all the knives you have. Bro, I will gut you. PG-13. I honestly, you know, I don't, I think we're PG-13 because we don't, we we don't swear. And like, you know, the bad things we talk about, it's very... Can I talk about swearing real quick? I don't know if you know this about me. I I don't swear. I I noticed that. But it's really uncomfortable for me now because I'm 26 and it's weird to be a 26 year old that doesn't swear. But you can't start swearing when you're 26. You know what I mean? Because it just sounds weird coming out of your mouth. Yeah, I can't just like start dropping F-bombs now. I'm 26. I can't. Say our first or second swear word, Cody. Do it. Huh? Do it, Cody. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Say our swear word. Say it. Do it. Do Say it. it. What word? Say a swear word. No, do I mean it. I'm not going to. Do it. It's just do awkward. It, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. My point is, if you ever do have it. children, don't raise them not to swear because they just end up being weird. Do it. Say it. Doesn't it. shake out well Say if they it. end up doing that. Say the D word, Cody. <laughs> Say the D word. <laughs> Dumb butt. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. You're like a child. You're like an innocent little well, baby child. What it is child. is that now I'm just as vulgar. I just have to use more fancy words. Oh, dad, nab it. Uh, go fornicate with yourself. No, I just end up making weird fetishy jokes about you and reptiles. You know what I'm okay, saying? Okay, we need, we need to get this party started. So anyways. anyways, okay, Jordan, tell me about my nightmare. Your nightmare. Okay, so I'm going to do a continuation from your dream world, actually. Oh, Lord. (laughs) As you sit in the library of your dreams, reading all of the romance novels your brain can handle, the the Grim Reaper approaches you. You have spent enough time in your own paradise. It is time to see the other side. You can only truly appreciate a dream when you are shown a true nightmare. With that, he uses his scythe to tear a hole into reality and pushes you through. As you tumble through space and time, the only thing you can think of is... Darn, I didn't get to finish Sex Witches Volume 3. I only read Volume 1 of Sex Witches, Jordan. I haven't read Volume 2 yet, right? <laughs> Not yet. Get it right. You, you land with a hard thump and notice you are in a room slowly filling with water. On the wall is a special suit labeled Deep Sea Exploration Unit 001. You put on this suit and move to the door. When you open it, water rushes in, filling the room. The dim lights that were there before cut out, leaving you underwater in utter darkness. You move outside to find everything is pitch black. The only light you see are the small lights from a distant city in front of you. You are greeted by another being wearing a suit similar to you. Cody, it says, we have been waiting for you. Come with me and I shall show you your new home. Without you, this whole place will fail. We will all die. So we depend on your presence here. The being explains that you are at the bottom of the ocean of planet Zaxar 7. The land above the ocean has become completely uninhabitable, so the beings have adapted to living under the surface for the rest of eternity. Around you, everything is pitch black due to, you know, being at the bottom of a deep ocean. In front of you is a small city... 
Think of um, Rapture from Bioshock. But due to living at the bottom of the ocean, the city is slowly falling apart due to the sheer amount of pressure. What do you want to say, Cody? Nothing. You can keep going. You keep you keep like moving towards the mic to say something, and I keep getting nervous that you're going to say something stupid. I'm fidgety. All right? I'm fidgety. I'm sensitive about it. Just keep going. I'm listening. I care. Kind of. Say a swear word. Do it. Do it. What? Do it. Say a swear word. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, your suit is the only thing that provides light for you, allowing you to see a maximum of 20 feet in front of you. You can only see a small part of this world at a time, but you notice that the land around you is rocky and full of hazards. There doesn't seem to be any colorful coral or aquatic life, just the occasional bioluminescent microorganism. Oh, my Lord. The gravity pulls down on you hard, making it so that you work most of your muscles um, with each step. It is hard to move, but your suit compensates for most of the changes. It is hard to tell the difference between a day and night cycle because, you know, utter darkness at the bottom of the ocean. But there are clocks and other timepieces that allow you to keep track. From the outside, the city itself is lit, but very dimly at that. Despite this, it is much easier to get around it than the area beyond the city. But there are power plants outside the city that you occasionally have to visit. Don't worry, I won't spoil all the horrors right now. And now it's your turn, Cody. All right, here we go. I'm excited. Also, so far, this is a place I think I would like to live, but that's cool. Under the sea, Cody? Deep under the sea in utter darkness? Darkness doesn't bother me. Sea monsters do? Yeah, of course there's going to be sea monsters. Well, I mean, I'm just saying right now it's just underwater. I I like the ocean. Yes, there's a little red crab that sings songs to you, and you get a really hot mermaid babe with red hair. I don't understand what part of this is sounding bad right now. I was Other than about given all the that. reference you're making, I think that character's like 15, so it's a little <laughs> creepy, but you know. Bro. <sighs> PG-13. I'm just saying. PG-13. <laughs> well, that movie's rated PG and it's sick. Anyways. <laughs> all right. Um Okay, I don't really know if I want to give you the title of this just right off the bat just because the title's speak. a little clumsy. Okay, um, this is called uh, No Sleep Land. I don't get sleep, period. It, so, like, it's not like this bothers me at all. Anyways, can I, can I like, do the thing? Or are you just going to interrupt yeah, me? Yeah, keep going. I won't interrupt How you. many sections is your world, out of curiosity the, the here? Usual, just so I can kind of know how, how many I want to cover is. this up. The usual five, I think. Oh, four. Oh, four. Okay. No, four. Because okay, four and five perfect. are one. You might, have to, you might have to double up a little bit. I don't give a crap. Close your windows and stay in your bed. I or always the s- do. No sleep, man. Wh- what? I said I always do. I'm reading a poem, Jordan. Can can I read the poem? Okay, yeah, go. go it on. has rhyming in it. Okay, go. All right? Just freaking go. Okay. Jeez. Jeez. Ugh. Okay. Gosh. Close your windows. Close your windows and stay in your bed, or the no sleep man will find your dread. He knows your fears and he knows your pain. He has heard every thought you think while you lay in the dark. The f- Cody, come on, man. They feed him and he grows. The no sleep man is here for your woes. Kind of rhymes a little bit. Really quick. Every quiet oh, thought of resentment may. <laughs> Jordan, I'm trying to read a poem. Every quiet thought of resentment makes his black blood boil. That envy you feel for your neighbor gives him teeth. Your silent paranoia grows his claws long and hard. Isolation breathes life into his feral body. Anguish fuels his merciless hunt. Do not fear, though, friend. The no-sleep man is not too bad. All you must know is to never go with him to no-sleep land. So, when the darkness grows and the silence does 
Nothing to quiet the tempest in your mind. Shut your eyes, cover your ears, and try to sleep. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> Scroll down weird. Hang on. Oh my gosh. When a cold voice speaks, come with me and be cured from the curse of sleep. Shut your eyes, cover your ears, mm. and try to sleep. When a cold... You know what? Uh, that, a cold... That, uh, Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm, I'm going to take it again. I'm going to take it again because I clumsied it up. Okay, so am I right. the no sleep when man? Because that's what it's sounding like right now. Shut up, Jordan. I'm reading a poem, man. It's hard to read poems when you keep interrupting me. When a cold voice speaks, come with me and be cured from the curse of sleep. Shut your eyes, cover your ears, and try to sleep. When you feel the hard claws, trace your feet. Shut your eyes, cover your ears, and try to sleep. And when you feel hot breath in your ear, I will kill you. I will hurt you. So why do you lie there shaking and reek? Run from me or die. Let me cure you of the curse of sleep. Shut your eyes, cover your ears, and try to sleep. Okay, that's the first part of my Okay, world. so am I the no sleep man? You, you know, could you just let me like... But, oh, you mean like, you mean like what you did to me? Oh, I, I should, you know, not interrupt you and be a jerk? Okay. No, yeah, you shouldn't interrupt me. Okay, yeah, no. And okay. be a jerk. Okay. No, but um, anyways. Um, so, my flora and fauna. You have been living within the city for about a week now, and it has been a horror from the very start. The city is not built under a dome or anything like that, which allows for the water to flow freely inside the city. To go from place to place, you have to put on your suit and traverse the dangerous outside. The buildings are all built up sturdy and strong, but they require much maintenance to continue living in them. The food that helps to sustain the beings of this world is whatever living animal or plant that can be sifted out of the water. This mainly consists of bottom-feeding bottom sea snakes, screw you Cody, other fish, seaweed, and grain-like microorganisms. Of course, sometimes you might have to eat this food raw as the gas and electrical systems in the city are prone to shut down from time to time. It's okay, though. The food tastes good, I guess. Yeah, you know, it's good. So, um, another horror that you noticed were the non-sentient animals that live this deep under the ocean. Most are gross, deformed sea monsters, but one specifically stood out to you. When you first arrived in the city, it was attacked by the great monstrosity, the angler whale. This beast is much larger than your average humpback <laughs> whale, so screw you, Cody. I would appreciate if you didn't interrupt me, Cody. I will end this podcast right here, right now. You freaking... I just, I love the angler whale so much. <laughs> I hate you so much, dude. Like, this was written three weeks ago when I just wanted this to be over, and now it's been, like, lingering here on my desktop for three weeks. Oh, no, tell me more about the angler the... I'm going to kill you in your sleep, man. <laughs> your child will grow oh, up without okay, a father. No, I'm here. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm listening. The, this beast is much larger than your average humpback whale, so around 60 feet long and over you know, 66,000 pounds. I looked up information about um, humpback whales. Um, but it is mostly, uh, sorry, it is whale mostly in size. Its shape is that of an angler fish long pointy teeth giant hollowed out eyes and of course a glowing dangler that tricks its prey into getting close to it and you know what cody i i just i just really want to point out that i also have a glowing dangler <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> dude i'm done i'm done speaking
We're done. I'm rolling for the next one. <laughs> We're done. Everybody go home. We're done. <laughs> Okay, I'm rolling for the next world. Um, I rolled a 20. <laughs> okay. No, but Jordan, my world's really mean-spirited. I want to get to it. <laughs> I hate you. Anyways. I know. I know. <sighs> so it doesn't matter if you can see the whale coming. They strike fast enough that it doesn't even matter. Thank you for ruining everything for me. Um, The city you now inhabit has ways of fending off the eagle whales, but of course they are running out of ammo and weapons. Being, you know, being under the sea. So it's also up to you to help develop weapons and creative ways to fend against the ongoing angler attacks. I really am thrown off my game and really mad at you right now. So, it sounds like you're going to be busy in this world, right? So, well, that brings us to the last horror of this world, the sentient beings. I have teased again and again by just calling them beings and not telling you what they are. So, um, here we go. They are, and can you give me a drum roll? Drum roll. Hang on, I gotta put my pen back together. They, okay, they're... They, okay, this isn't working. They are human. And that is not the nightmare. But unfortunately, because of the genetic manipulation on Zaxar 7, the humans of this world grow up to be perpetually teenagers for the rest of their lifespan. That isn't just physically, but that is also in personality, attitude, and intelligence. They have the intellect of 14-year-olds, which is what has caused the society to go so downhill recently. But they are also rebellious, condescending, and it is hard for them to pay attention to the things around them. They are the type of people who think that they are right even when they are dead wrong. Getting them to do anything is hard work and sometimes leads to insanity. But now that you are here in this world, you can help guide them and make Zaxar 7 great again. The world depends on you. Am I 14-year-old Donald Trump? No, you're regular Cody. I just want you to know I'm I'm gonna make Zaxar Seven great again. <laughs> I just I was in the week where I was like really mad at the government, so I just threw that line in because you know I hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready for the next? No, because of my I'm camp? already. I'm gonna actually scroll. I'm down. already done doing this episode with you. Like I'm I'm going home. Okay, I'm rolling. Well, okay. All right, let me set the scene for you. It's October. It's October 25th at 11 p.m. at Jordan's apartment. Oh, uh, what? Do you know that I already have, like, nightmares of people standing over my bed and, like, sucking out my soul, right? You know that already is yeah, a reality, this is right? Like, you're not making yeah, a world. Yeah, you're just was... recanting the things I've told you in private. Yeah, this is this is mean-spirited. It's a, it's a nightmare world for you. I mean, I kind of realized as I was writing this it might be a little bit mean. So I'm going to apologize in advance if you take it personally. Hey, I am apology, sorry. Apology, not accept it. Screw yourself. Keep going. Okay. Uh, now that I know that, I did not know that about you having like a thing about people being in your apartment and like standing over you. Oh yeah, you, so. all the time. Anyway. Like I literally, like, <laughs> no, I, <laughs> this is like one of like the things that happens to me on like a near constant basis. I have sleep paralysis nightmares where I can't move and have dreams of people standing at my door. Thank you, Cody, for just making a joke about it. Thank you. I'm not making a joke no, about no, no, it. This is supposed to be your nightmare fine. world. It's, it's fine. I'm not taking any offenses. Keep going. Keep Look, going. just because you made your world a joke, I made mine serious. It's really a nightmare world Sometimes for you. I wake up thrashing, not knowing where I am. And honestly, I wish that I, in that moment, I would just die. Well, Jordan, this really is a nightmare <laughs> world for you. So anyways, it's October 25th at 11 p.m. I have tried to dissuade you from talking oh. about this. <laughs> 
Great. You lay down on your bed and try to catch some sleep, but of course you cannot. Between the stress of the day, the quiet of your apartment, and the CPAP machine strapped to your face, it's just not going to happen. As the hours slip by, your alarm clock mocks every moment you do not sleep. You begin to realize... This, yes? this is straight up just real life. Yeah, well, it not the whole thing. Just the setup is supposed to be like your real life. You begin to realize that it's going to affect your next day. Tomorrow at work is going to suck because you will barely be able to keep your eyes open. Somewhere in the somewhere in a dark hole, thick tar begins to boil. Are you, you begin talking to about my anus? And sleep every uh-huh. night. <laughs> there not, you go. You, you managed. You managed to bring it. You managed to bring it. Not, not right. PG thirteen. You begin to resent your friends that. <laughs> you begin to resent your friends that sleep every night. The tar begins to coagulate. Claws of bitter steel begin to form. You feel alone because you're total because you live alone in a totally silent apartment. <laughs> yes. Keep going. Keep going. I'm almost in tears. Why? I, I made a bad joke and I don't think you quite understood what I said. But anyways. Yeah, I think I did. It was just a butt joke and it wasn't that funny. It's hilarious. Oh yeah, it's like the like black tar and now hard steel claws are forming. It's like, geez, what did I eat? <laughs> Jordan, this is a serious world for me. Okay, go on. You can't laugh at me and not expect me to laugh at you. I mean, that's 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 <sighs> Okay, fair. keep going. I'm sorry. I'm not really, but I'm sorry. Oh okay, 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 I can keep going. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? Okay. A slimy, horrid creature snaps to life, hot breath streaming from its reeking mouth. It crawls towards your apartment out of the darkness. It slithers up your window um, that you forgot to lock. You jump terrified as you hear a cold voice say, Come with me and be cured from this curse of sleep. Then you feel a hard claw digging into your leg with a strong grip. Why is Mel waking me up so early? It's hard... Its grip is hard, but you know you could pull away. I will kill you. I will hurt you. Why do you lie there, shaking and... You kick the claw with your free foot and run for the door. You're through the door and... You throw the door open and run. From behind you, you hear a cruel high laugh. And that, I think, is where I'm going to end. Okay. Society current that Cody's just going to make fun of for like 10 minutes. I'm already discouraged. This is this is actually my nightmare episode. This is the episode that I've been fearing since they started. <laughs> where it's like you just make fun of me for like giving an idea. You're so we've salty. Been, well, we've you're done episodes where I've like person. I was scared, and then you're like, no, it was a really good world. And then I give you this idea, and you just laugh the whole time through. And it's like, man, this is okay. Come on, angler whale is funny. Hey, so was black tar, buddy. Well, hey, you got to laugh. You got to make a butt joke. All right, let's keep. Let's keep going. It's more of an intestinal joke, but you know, whatever. <laughs> okay. All right, Jordan. So I'm here. I'm listening. You've already laughed me off the stage, man. I haven't laughed you off that Jordan, this podcast is meant to be entertaining. What? <laughs> you know what? From now on, Jordan, I'm going to say absolutely nothing about your world. It's just no! stone face nothing. Bro, no, no, it's, it's dude, it's all a bit. It is all a bit. No, it's no, all a no, bit. No, you've you've gotten all but hurt. It's a so bit. Now I I just don't even care. It's literally a bit. No, no, it's fine. This is scripted. No, it's this fine. This is scripted. This is scripted. We scripted this part. This is a scripted fight. Uh, it's not scripted. I actually hate you. Um, so as you have probably gathered from context clues, <laughs> this is a world that is completely dependent on you to fix everything. The structures of this world are starting to shut down. 
There are so many things that are beginning to fail in this world, and the teens do not have the knowledge to fix them. They were told long ago that a savior named Cody would come to help them, and that is exactly what happened. Though they do not see you as a god, but instead as a necessary tool who can fix the world around them. You are in charge of most of the restoration of the city of Garnarox. I wrote this a long time ago. <laughs> you can give the teams jobs and manage, but that doesn't mean that things will get done or things will be done right the first time. This forces you into constant position of micromanaging. Though even, <clears throat> even this isn't an easy task, their technology is complex and confusing. All of their writing uses the same, uh, sorry, all of their wiring uses the same colors and their machines were created in the most complex of processes, making them extremely hard to maintain or sustain. Not to mention that because this is a society of teens, their language has developed into mostly text speak and abbreviations. I think I just made a world of frustration rather than a nightmare world. <laughs> You know, I'm going to level with you like 50% of this world. I actually really love the idea of oh, you're in charge of like everything. the idea of this world where it's like you, you give them these assignments. They never get done right. They're always just like halfway doing everything. But I'm like, Cody, this, this would is, you want to be there in, in charge of that constantly? Oh my gosh. Yes. Really? It's my dream. Okay. Okay. Cody. Oh, hurting munchkins towards incompetency. <laughs> oh, perfect. Anyways, this makes it hard to understand without the use of a translator. But of course, again, they are teens, so they are stubborn and condescending. You don't always get a straight answer when you ask a question. You are also in charge of teaching as you go along correcting their work. Th this society has been passed down generation after generation, so the current regime has only been in charge for a few years. Things have been passed down like the game telephone, so not many people understand the technology at its base. You need to teach them what was done as you learn yourself. Government does exist, but just barely. This is, eh, the decisions are made by those who have been around the longest. They were originally voted in, but now they stay for life. Those in charge pick who they want to follow them, and the people are given the power to vote. Though, voting is more like a popularity contest rather than actually paying attention to the issues. The outside of this, the people have no power and have to follow the laws they are given. There have been coups, but the government also holds the, power, uh, the battle power, so the resistances are usually crushed. Those against the government are simply floated out into the depths without a specialized suit. Every regime is charged... <laughs> What? Oh my gosh! <laughs> what, Cody? <laughs> Those that oppose the government are drowned. Yeah. And that even means you, buddy. If you oppose the government, you're you're killed. No, I would to I would totally suck up. I would be like, you teens are so much smarter than me. You're so pretty. Oh man, I'm just so confident. Anyways, every regime change oh, is drastic, cool. with almost a restart in laws every time. But there is not the best checks and balance system. So the four high leaders' word is law. The laws can be amended when new leaders take office, but again, they are uh, the positions are held for life. Well, I don't even have to say this last part because you don't even think of this as a nightmare. So, <laughs> so screw you. Your turn. <laughs> All right, you ready? No, I'm not. This is my worst nightmare happening in front of me. What my world or this podcast? No, this right episode now. right now. 
Oh, well, I kind of thought my world was scary. But no, your world's right. not scary at all. It's just literally what happens to me on a daily basis. You literally on a daily basis have a supernatural monster grab your leg and tell you to come to no sleep land? I mean, I've had nightmares like that, yes. That, Jordan, that makes it a... That means it's a good nightmare world. <laughs> I mean, it's... Not good because it's like it's not anything I don't already experience or have learned to cope with. Okay. I wake up shaking. Well, I go I'm and I watch an yet. episode of like TV. I'm not done yet. I play right? Pokemon let to me, relax. Let me get to the rest of my world. <sighs> You're so mean. Says the guy who laughed at me person. for half of my world. I laughed at Angler Whale because <laughs> it was hilarious. All right. You run out of your door and leave your apartment. You realize that you left your phone and keys in the apartment. No big deal. You just knock on a neighbor's door, um, ready to plead for help. The door creaks open, and you see half a face looking confused and hey, worried really at you. Hey, man, thanks. You, you, you know, like, in these nightmares I have, when you scream, nothing comes out, and you can literally feel that happening? Yeah, I just want you to know, this isn't a nightmare. It's not scary, because I could actually talk in this one. Keep going. Just wait for it, Jordan. I'm ha- There's multiple things here, <laughs> all right? Hey, man, thank goodness. Someone just broke into my... This is me doing your voice, by the way. This is how you sound to me. Hey, man... No, I'm just kidding. I'm just glad hey, man, you did your black voice. Thank goodness. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Yo, sucker, what's, what's up? I need some help. I did, I did try to, like, write this the way I think you would talk to someone you don't know. So, no, I did, I did not write it with black Woo! voice. That would have been great. Oh, that would have been great. Keep going. Oh, man, I really should have. If, if, oh, gosh, man, I really hope at some point I wrote the word R just so I can have you say Ari, you sure? Are you sure? Are you really sure? <laughs> okay, back to my world. So, um, you run out of your apartment, thing in your room, you go to your neighbor pleading for help because, you know, you're, you're locked out and someone broke into your apartment. The door creaks open and you see half a face looking confused and worried. Hey, man, thank goodness. Someone just broke into my apartment. Can I use your phone to call the cops? The man's expression changes from concern to anger. Uh, uh, I don't want any trouble. Oh. No, no, no. Rolled? That's cool. I just need to call 911. Just can you tell them someone broke into my apartment? The door snaps shut. Uh, ask someone else. You go from door to door asking all of your neighbors for help, and you're either met with hostility, silence, or snoring so loud the person behind the door must be pretending. Is this world also racist? Oh, kind of. Cody, we'll, that, we'll talk about oh, it at the Cody, end. Cody, that's not even, that's just, that's like an actual, like, fear of mine, man. Oh. I told you this thing was kind of mean-spirited. I wasn't kidding I was you. just trying Anyways. to be, like, fun and lighthearted. You actually, like, are, like... Going deep, like digging the knife pretty deep into me, man. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't kidding oh, with you, but anyways, shoot, go ahead. Oh, this is my last section, by the way. This is the next. I broke mine up into five, so that way it would okay. match up. So I kind of made one of. That's why one of them is short. Go well, ahead. This is my last section. Now I'm just sad. <laughs> Everybody's racist <laughs> in the world, and I like have to like live with real nightmares. It's just like, oh, well, come on, man. That's not cool. Go- hey, hey, just, just. Just read your Just, next section. Oh, okay, man. Okay. So, um, Zaxar 7 used to be an annex outpost for... I'm not going to actually read... I'm not actually going to read the whole thing like that. Zaxar 7 used to be an annex outpost for humans after the collapse <laughs> no, of... You really should. I should have just... I should have just broken you in this podcast. Dude, just really just sold it. Just at the it. end, like, you just, you're sniffling. Just... just I, I, I just need to go, man. It's, it's fine. Just title this last <laughs> just, episode. Just... 
and the, the, the scripture is just the gig breaks up and then that's all it says <laughs> we started really excited it oh, did man, not go I well missed you, bro. okay man i just i'm just gonna go to bed now i hope i don't have a nightmare just whatever <laughs> okay, huh, okay. Oh, man, this go is ahead. funny um zaxar 7 used to be an annex outpost for humans after the collapse of earth they lived there for a long time and advanced greatly, but soon disaster struck. The crust of Zaxar 7 turned out to be hollow, and when the ground quaked, it split open. Water rushed over the land, but it sank slowly. Those left on Zaxar 7 created technology so that the land could still exist under the water. <sighs> this is actually tiring to read now. <laughs> the land above the water is completely destroyed and cannot sustain life, but there was originally hope at the bottom of the ocean. Civilization settled at the bottom of the great ocean. Because of complications that arose, there were those scientists who believed that they could genetically alter humans in order to breathe and adapt to life under the water. Instead of fixing the problem, they ended up completely altering the genetic cycle so that development stopped at age 14. This didn't seemed to be a problem at first, but as time went on, they realized the stubbornness that the genetics instability created. Due to this, they were not able to pass down their knowledge to future generations. Life stagnated and became what it is today. Technology began to fail. No one knew how to fix it, so they did what they could for a short-term fix. The government began to collapse, but no one stood up to say anything unless it directly affected them. The angler whales, which were a product of genetic testing, became aggressive and attacked the city that was created. The attacks became frequent, and the citizens ran out of ways to fend for themselves. It was a broken world that needed a fix. They believed this fix would come in the form of a savior. They wished it, and the Grim Reaper, taking pity on them, searched for someone who could fix the problem. He came to me, actually, for advice, and I told him, you spent way too much time in your own dream world, and thus he sought you out. So why do, this is the why part, by the way, so why do I think this is a nightmare? Because I know you hate sea monsters. And, I mean, I personally thought That's being true. at the bottom of the sea in pretty much utter darkness was, like, a terrifying thought, but, you know, apparently you think it's great. Um, but I also know that you occasionally work with high schoolers, and high schoolers are the worst humans ever. The horror... They are, they are the very ho- stupid. It is <laughs> yeah, very right? <laughs> the horror comes from the fact that you have to constantly be in charge. You have to watch as the world falls apart around you and expects you to fix it. You are locked in to fix things, but really have no guidance how. Like, you can't ask anybody because no one knows. So the technology is degrading. It is not necessarily technology you know about. You have to constantly deal with instructions and writings that make no sense. And even then, the language is degrading into just LOLs and O-A-T-C-M-A-U-A-C-P-B-T-I-N-R-O-R-A-T-Ws, a.k.a. other abbreviations that could make up a complicated phrase, but there is no rhyme or reason to, as to why. So the nightmare leads to pure frustration. <laughs> I like that. That <laughs> yeah, was clever. I, I enjoy writing that. So the nightmare leads to pure frustration, and frustration um, also threatens your life. If you do not do what they tell you to do, they will kill you. And that's that. That's what I thought would be a nightmare world for you. That that was a good nightmare Don't world. Don't lie to me. Tell the freaking truth. 
I mean, look, okay, I, I am not bothered by the bottom of the ocean. Working with high schoolers does suck. It, they, like, they as I read, I'm like, oh, yeah, true. this is more just a like, bitterly frustrating world than it is actually a nightmare. It is a bitterly frustrating world. Like, you would be driven crazy, I think, true. in at least a week. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you. High schoolers are a particular kind of annoying. All right, you ready? You ready for, you ready for my end of my world here? Yep. Or really yep. your world. <clears throat> All right. Oh, okay. Hours go by and no one has been willing to help you. After a while, you figure the apartment manager must be at work by now. Uh, you have no way of telling time, but it seems to have clo- grown less dark. At least it's... I'm sorry. But the day is overcast and the clouds are so thick you can't really see the sun. You enter the apartment office and the only person there is a drowsy attendant leaning back in his chair. You walk up to him. Excuse me. Hey, yeah, I live in building 45. Last night, some guy broke into my apartment and he does not look around at you. Any emergency should be reported to emergency services. Yeah. Right. I left my phone in my apartment when I ran away and none of my neighbors were willing to help. So we would encourage residents not to disturb other residents. Screw you too, man. Okay. Can I use your phone? He lets out a wide yawn and stares at you. We're not a phone service, so no. Look, I think it's time for my break, so why don't you leave and we can talk about this tomorrow. Confused, you see the man stand and leave. But it's morning and the day just started. He leaves without another word. When you get back outside, you could swear that it's getting darker again. You decide to go back to your apartment and kick the door down. Why not? It's fully dark by the time you walk back into your apartment. You get there and slam through the door. You walk into your room and find your phone with a perfect shattered Aww. hole in the center of it, almost as though a long claw was shoved through Man. it. No, I just what? all because my phone broke. Yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, your phone, phone, phone's And dead. so will you. <laughs> Each... <laughs> Each day is worse and each night is longer. Your car is broken by the no sleep man. People are hostile. You can't sleep. The less sane you get, the more often you see shadowy figures stalking you. By the end, you become a wraith, constantly hiding from a stalking monster in a world where you are forever treated as a pariah. Dude, that sucks. <laughs> like, it is a true so, nightmare world, but dude, like, I would have offed myself, like, day two. So, my idea with this was, like, not specifically racism. It was indifference and being treated like people don't care about you, which is something I think you're specifically, yeah, like, no, don't I like. Yeah, no, I hate that. You know what I mean? <laughs> And, and and it's not like it's not like a racially yeah, no. motivated thing in my mind this wasn't people hating you for racism it was people being indifferent to you cuz i thought Yeah that's no that is that something that i hate you like um, really hit that on the nose like not even just the racist thing like No that <laughs> it's very possible that part of the reason why that's particularly annoying to you is because a lot of the times that's motivated by racism it's just in this case that wasn't what i had in mind i kind of realized after I wrote it, that that guy sounded racist. And I was like, well, it's not exactly wrong to put that in a nightmare world. So I'll leave it. You know what I mean? But really, though, like my biggest nightmare is be treated like that because of racial reasons. But, you know, and I have been treated right. like that because of racial reasons. But we don't have to talk about that on this podcast. Yeah. And then the notion of like not being able to sleep and having like a monster stalking you from insanity, obviously, because you like have troubles with sleeping. So that's like pretty nightmarish. Yep. Uh, but really just like the notion of being ostracized was the point of no sleep land, which is where you ended up because you tried to run away from the no sleep man. Yep. Um, was kind of like why I thought this world was particularly horrifying. 
I mean, it really like you really hit everything that like I actually fear. I mean, if you threw in like tons of spiders crawling out of the wall, that would be the only way that it would be more of a fear for me. I didn't know you were scared. Of oh, spiders I am terrified of spiders. Oh, like I, I have the no sleep man is it. He he turns into a spider. Okay, I'm not afraid of it because that like whole. I looked up the puppet for it, and I'm just like, dude, that, that it's just so bad. Oh yeah, it's it's not it's not good looking. Dude. I'm sorry, my world was kind of real, by the way. Oh, dude, I, I, you, you like, know, like half. I mean, yeah, the things I said about my sleep problems are true, but like half of it is like a bit because like. I have learned to cope with like not getting sleep and like having nightmares of sleep arousals. Like I'm not actually upset with you. No, I just kind of like realized as I was writing this, I was like, you this is kind of real, maybe more than it should have been. <laughs> it, bro, it's, it's fine. This is like I said, this is a weird episode to come back from hiatus on, but I'm fine with it. It, it is. It, it is. We, we should have just it picked is, And for some topic. reason, I just decided to be mean in the world. Oh yeah. No, you definitely but, look like the know. worst one in this situation. I know, right? You, like, write this fun world, and I'm just like, I'm going to be a straight dick. Uh, okay, so I guess it's time for me to roll the next world. I'm going to use one of... Oh, that's another thing that I've been doing, reading, watching, writing, or enjoying, is I've been doing a campaign with Mel, where we've been practicing her DM skills and my um, character skills. So I'm playing four different characters for the um, Storm King's Thunder. Wait. Are you okay? Hang on, I have to ask this and decide if it's the cutest or the saddest thing I've ever heard. Is it you and Mel, where you're playing four characters and she's she's the DM? Is there an or to that? Because that sounded like an either or question. Well, like I guess the or is you're playing with like a whole group of people and you just happen to be four characters. Um. So right now, just so we can kind of get things like you know settled and started, it's going to be me with the four characters, and then like we've invited other people to play with us, but like just to establish things it's just me as the four gotcha gotcha so right now you you and your girlfriend just play D together that that is at once a little bit sad and also super adorable i mean we also do a campaign with her sister who was the guest host and still will be a guest no host. this might be one of the cutest things i've ever heard yeah. and it's like i want to get more into D- D&D because the last D&D section like we were like me and two of the other people that we play with this is the actual campaign not just the one I'm not sitting in a corner talking to myself while the DM talks to another version of myself no but our actual campaign was Sabrina the guest host of this show who will be guest hosting again in the next few episodes. But um, she was doing a part, like, focusing on the two people, and then I was talking to other members of the D&D crew. And, like, she's like, guys, like, I would like for you to pay attention. She's like, no, we are actually on topic for once in our lives. And they were, like, actually teaching me more about the world, teaching me about the differences between um, devils and demons, and um, teaching me about, like, the abyssal plane and then the layers of hell. So, like, I actually want to get more, like, learn more about, like, the actual world of D- D&D. Like, actually dive more into it. Especially since I play a paladin and should probably know about... In that campaign, I play a paladin, so I should probably know about devils and demons. Hey, Jordan, just so you know, if it makes you feel any better, um, my character is also a, pl- a paladin, mm-hmm. but... Uh... Zach told me to pick a god, so so I made one up, and I call her Constantina. And the notion of my paladin is he found a magic book that was like the Bible of Constantina, oh you know? But he can't read it because he can't That's read fun. Celestial or whatever. That's fun. So he just picks it up, and he's like, I'm a knight of Constantina! And then just like goes and tries to spread the good word of Constantina and doesn't actually know what that is. 
that reminds me of my character that I have for the campaign with Mel of Becky Morales, who is a cleric who just became a cleric because, you know, she just thought it'd be fun to do. And like, I just wanted something to do. So, you know, went to church, prayed a little bit, and now I'm a cleric. And that, yeah, so she has like, has no clue who her God really is. It just like does cleric nice things because she thinks that's what she's supposed to do. Originally, I wanted, like, uh, when I first suggested the idea to Zach of my character, I wanted it to be Hellboy. <laughs> yes. So I was going to be a paladin Warlock. who was inadvertently worshiping the devil <laughs> and, like, didn't realize it. That's cool. So he's a good guy. Like, the paladin is a good person, but he just happens to have, like, accidentally started worshiping Satan without realizing. And So, like, whenever he gets paladin powers, he, like, grows devil horns and catches on That's fire and, like, gets cloven hooves. But he's like, hey, guys, my name's Doug. I'm really happy to be here helping. And it's like, Doug, you look very evil. Like, no, 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 no. Beelzebub's a good guy. You just, he gets a bad rap, but he's fine. He told me to save orphans. And like, meanwhile, there's like a voice in his head, like, eat children. You know, that, <laughs> so that, that it, it reminds me of Venom a little bit. But like, I really like having the fantasy character, but with like a super normal name. That's why I named my cleric Becky, because I just thought that was the funniest thing ever. It's like, yeah, you're a cleric worshiping this god of whatever long name is like in this fantasy world. Like you're fighting alongside with a dragonborn, a monk, and like a tiefling, and your name's Becky. D&D is one of those things that's so like bloated with its own like lore and like self like aggrandizing language it just kind of like begs to be making fun of made fun of itself you know and you read like what's an elf name and it's like lorgathan yeah. and i'm like yeah i'm gonna name my elf pete because because this is stupid she, she's a high elf like so she's like rich and stuff and just becky just becky the high elf cleric you know becky um gosh and then my paladin is cole i forget what the other four characters are named but oh becky abby um yeah yeah, <laughs> you do character voices. Um, I try. I'm that's what, Jordan. Can I hear all four of your character no, voices? That's like part of me, like doing this with her, so I can like work on characters. It's gonna help me with this show. It's gonna help me with um doing D and D with her sister. It's like so. I'm just Jordan. I will straight up do all of my character voices for you. I mean, I already kind um, of did Becky as this like super excited, like oh my gosh, like but um, Jordan, do it, 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 do it. I'll I'll do my voices if you say the f word. I'm joking. Don't say the f word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, don't don't tempt me. I want to hear you do voices so um, bad. Well, I I'll we'll 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 try a different. I I like still nervous about it because I'm still developing it all. Like we've only done one session of the four. Like my other my paladin for Sabrina's um thing is basically just me but older. And I'm murder bros with another member of our um team. Where it's just like, hey, you want to go kill something? Let's do it. You're a paladin and you're murder bros. Um, I forget because we did we I think I took my god from um one of the different books, not from the actual book, but his uh gosh, what is it? The King of Storms or something, the God of Storms or something. But basically it's just, I like to fight. <laughs> and for the glory of God, as I fight and will punish my enemies for the glory of God. And I follow the path of vengeance, is what I do. So yeah. Oh hey, my uh my paladin's also in the path of vengeance yeah. because none of the other ones made sense. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm the path of vengeance. I'm murder, bro. Like I will, if someone is attacking me or one of my friends, I will destroy them. And it's hack, hack, hack until you're dead. <laughs> we killed a beholder. Paladins are actually surprisingly good at that. Yeah. Oh my dude, I love using the um, I think it's the rafts or whatever those like special like 
charging up your sword, basically. Smite. Smite. Yeah, smite. smite. Oh my gosh, yes. Blinding Smite's my favorite. <laughs> I, I like just regular Smite because it does the most damage and my strength is something like 19. So, like, in any given roll, it's like, man, I can, like, do 40 damage in a hit. Yeah, like... So, this is fun. My strength is up there and then my armor class, I think, is also 19 or something like that. Something crazy like that because I have a shield, too. So, it's very fun. But yeah, so this Oh, did you pick the one-handed? Did you pick the du- duelist as like your focus? I think whatever it- the defense one where you like you have a shield as my focus, whatever that one was. Oh, okay. See, I I have a shield, but the one I picked was like dual master oh, or something. Oh, so yeah, you can it's- do like tons of damage. I've mainly gone Yeah, cuz it just it gives you a static plus 2 to all your attacks, yeah. which is pretty sweet. I've mainly gone for just like being the tank and like throwing myself in front and just being able to take like the heavy hits and dish it out too, so I think like it's weird cuz I didn't know this, but um Mandy is playing a what's it a not a cleric. What's what's a what's a hippie cleric called? A druid. Yeah, She's a druid. playing a druid. Yeah, yeah. Like, Which can shapeshift, yeah. and that gives you another pool of hit points. Yes. So she's really the tank, because she can just, like, I'm a bear now. I have 500 hit points, and then I turn back into a human with full hit points. Right. Yeah. So she just stands there and gets wailed on. All right, so this is going on a little too long, but, um, I mean, part of me wants to say if we I actually get things up and going, like, I would love to do an actual play on your network, but... um. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's, like, the intent, right, is that we could do that. Yeah, but, um, so, for the campaign with Mel, my four characters, I have a monk, a cleric, a druid, and a fighter. So, I think we're a pretty tough team, actually. Fighters are sweet. Dude, fighters are super sweet. Oh, man, he dishes out some awesome attacks. Like, I'm only level one, and I'm, like, dishing out some heavy attacks. When you hit level three, you should look at being an arcane fighter. Okay. Which means you get a couple wizard spells, which mostly means you can get Firebolt, oh, which dude. means you can be a Pyromancer. That's like the character I really want to play. I know. We have a bard who uses Fireball, and that attack is so overpowered. It is. That is yes, ridiculously is. Yep. overpowered. I love it. I just, and like, so I first started D&D on a Warlock, and I kind of fell in love with those types of spells, especially because we did a campaign. I think we did, sorry, a one shot where we are all level 15s and I got finger of death as an attack. And oh my gosh, <laughs> it's like, it's like 10 D10 of damage. And it was like, oh my God. And I rolled, and when I used it, I rolled a nat 20. I was like, yes. <laughs> and like, like, yeah, when you get high level in D and D, man, like the damage, the the amount of dice you have to roll goes insane. Like, it was really like ten DT. Hey guys, just hand me some dice. Just hand me some dice. Okay, boom. Because that's yeah, when that's I only when had you get one sap, and you're just like, oh, I like just roll actually rolling dice. I like throwing them down and like looking around. I was like, okay, eight, seven, three. This is like, <laughs> yeah. Now let me do math. I have to count I, a bunch. I actually yeah. like doing that part. But anyways. Um, so, yeah, now that we're part of Wandering Gamer Network, you guys can go listen to a lot of cool... Well, you could have done it before because I advertised all the time for Wandering Gamer Network. Glare. Um, but, yeah, you can go listen... But now you're just advertising for yourself. Well, yeah, you can go listen to some... Once we actually update the yeah, website. I, which, you know, whatever. Uh, as long as I have the name, it doesn't matter. So, yeah, you can check out some of their actual play. Um, they're doing Crystal Heart, which is actually fun. That's the one I started listening to. Um... I really like your crystal heart. I like 
your DMing style, like, it's very relaxed, and I like that about you. Yeah, and I like, yeah, I'm, like, real bad about following well, rules and stuff. And I like, there was a couple times when, like, there's, like, so what should I be doing in this situation? And you kind of, like, helped them along, and I kind of like, like, how that you also kind of, you know, guide a little bit. Which is fun because there yeah, are times where it's yeah, like a lot of that was from like when I was first starting to run games, I was running a lot of City of Mist, which was like necessarily mysteries. Uh, and so like they would hit points where they're like, we don't know what the next clue is. And it's like, well, OK, we can kind of like talk through some well, stuff to be like, you know, here's what you found out so far. Yeah, and, I, and I like that. you can make a role and try to draw some conclusions or something. You know? I like that because like, you know, it's just you're also interacting. You're kind of helping the team along, but also like giving this pretty interesting story so i would check out crystal heart because that's the one i've been listening to this is a good starting place i know you guys have actually you should be advertising for your podcast but anyways you have a couple of completed ones which was um night live at the night owl right yeah live at the night owl is the one is the star wars Wars edge of the empire that we did and is now done um and then we did a bunch of at a glance which is where we would take like a system that we found on um kickstarter and do like a one shot of it so those are good city of mist is one that i ran that was like a full arc that's done um and then uh, voyage of vagabonds is kind of the ongoing campaign that's run in D D fifth edition okay so yeah Voyage of Vagabonds is probably like the longest term, biggest story that we have right now. Yeah, so check it out. Like, I'm not just part of the network and saying like, oh yeah, it's like they're great, but I actually do appreciate the podcast, and I think that the people, if you like this show, I think you will like the other ones. This show is kind of an outlier because it's not an actual play. It's us sitting here and creating worlds and making fun of each other as you got from this past episode, but it is all really good stuff. So that was the super long plug for the um, wandering gamer network. Um, the thing I want to, Oh wait, did we roll a, a freaking world? No, you haven't rolled the world yet. You've just been wandering. I've man. been see wandering gamer network. Look, man, I'm already part of the team. Already part of the team, so I'm gonna roll a I new didn't world. I need to do that tie-in. Okay, I rolled number three, which is redo a previous topic. Oh, for the love of God! All right, fine, Jordan. Jordan, you're not allowed to roll worlds anymore. Says the guy who on his first time rolled Dragon World. Um. Okay, so my thing is with redo a previous topic. Do you want to pick the same topic, or do you want to just? From the trash can, pick a topic, and then we can come with two. No, separate no, worlds. no. I think we can both pick different ones. This is a chance for us to pick a world we screwed up and do it better. Okay. Um. Yeah. I only truly in my mind, I think I only screwed up two, like truly screwed up two worlds. That's the one where like the um cluster of planets one where we had pretty much the same theme, and then the other one where oh, I yeah. screwed up yeah. not on a planet one. Like, I, I didn't like what I did for that. But, that, but that's also because you crushed me with such a good idea. That's the one where I did the painting world. What was what was your idea on that one? I don't the remember. The painting world. Oh, no, that one was cool. That, I liked I get, that one. That one was neat. That was that was where we established snake fetish. <laughs> that, is, that is from the very beginning. We established um, the, that was... Yeah, that can't be lost from the canon. That that's was, a, that's a crucial that was part episode, of our as a podcast. That was episode two, White Snake Breath. And that was probably... One of the first time where I was like, oh, you can just straight up embarrass me in these episodes. Hang on, though. I'm curious about something. What do you think? What do you think the world I want to pick Water is? Waterworld, because you screwed up dolphins. Yeah, it's definitely water. Right now, that's what I'm leaning towards. See, but there's also things where I can 
like not necessarily screw it up, but I could just take a different take at it. Like robots, I didn't, I yeah, didn't I mean, necessarily that's also like. Fine. I might not do. Water yeah, I didn't World. necessarily like robots, but I did like what I did. But I've been watching a lot of Gundam, so I sh- probably shouldn't because it will just be Gundam. <laughs> but anyways, this episode has gone on way too oh. long. Um, so the thing I have to plug before we get off is just watch my Twitch stream. I do every Sunday, six thirty to eight thirty. I will probably put out a post if i'm going to be late because last week i was late because of driving um but i'm finishing up senua's sacrifice it's a really good game and then i will be doing some more crafting streams but we'll get back to um one thing i actually wanted to do to tie in with this show since that's i'll probably do that on the world shop podcast um twitch stream but i wanted to start like drawing up or even working on some of my worlds on stream just to have a more interaction with people who do listen so you can check out both that's a cool something idea. i guess zero zero or you could check out world shop podcast um we'll hopefully in the future be able to do another live show but um anyways check out those two places i'll post that when i post the episode so thank you all for listening you got anything else cody um no i don't i don't got cool beans so we'll talk to y'all later bye bye